Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who I have here. Me. <laughs> I started a new season of Thoughts Aloud back in September, season three, that is, and then took an impromptu break. <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> but I'm back now for another what feels like a Tales from the City episode. You know, I've had some time to gather things to share, so now let's just get into it. Thoughts Aloud podcast. Thoughts Aloud is back for season three with its host, Kofi E. Even though when he's acting like a fool, you know you're loving every single thing he do. Thoughts Aloud, Thoughts Aloud, it's season three. <laughs> okay, so boom, right. Okay, so last week... <laughs> I started to share a story on my Twitter about something I witnessed in the wee hours of Wednesday night. I'm talking at like two in the morning. The tweet thread was as follows. I just witnessed the most horrendous act of negligence. Shake my head. So I'm doing some late night editing and I hear a loud crash outside my window. Being me, I go to my blinds to investigate. (laughs) By the way, it's raining. And what do I see? Someone has crashed their car into a traffic light pole. At the same time, there are two city bike employees unloading slash restationing bikes right next to the car crash. The city bike employees go over to the car and open the door. The driver stumbles out of the car. Smoke, vapor, fog, whatever billows out of the car. Airbags were deployed. You know what? Let me just... Good night. And that is where the tweet thread ended. I decided to stop the story there because I didn't think it was in my best interest, you know, to continue sharing there. But alas, I know my thoughts aloud listeners will hold me down. So let's continue from there. As I said, the driver stumbles out of the car in a panic, holding onto his arm as if injured. Airbags deployed, smoke leaving the car as it rises into the night sky, city bike workers trying to navigate the situation, and one silent eye from above me, (laughs) peeking from my blinds. Now, I don't know what is going through these two workers' minds. Let's call the main guy lime green and the other hoodie. I will say a hoodie seemed like he wanted no involvement, but lime green was in charge, so he just went along with it. But in my mind, I'm like, I should call someone, right? This man was clearly under the influence of something, driving recklessly, someone could have gotten hurt, etc. But on the other hand, I didn't really feel comfortable calling the police on a person of color because, you know, life. So where did that leave me? Hmm. Anyways, I continued looking on, hoping that Lime Green and Hoodie would handle it. And handle it, they motherfucking did. (sighs) After some conversation, Lime Green decides the scene, as it currently is, Car crash into pole, driver high and in disarray, etc. Uh, it was not a good look and would attract attention. So Lime Green decided the car must be moved. As the driver shouts expletives, cursing left, cursing right, oh my gosh, what the fuck, uh, uh, just doing the most, <laughs> over his ruined vehicle and pain-stricken arm, Lime Green gets in the car and with the help of Hoodie, reverses the car out of the pole and proceeds to drive, but more like push, (laughs) the car into the street parking adjacent. And just like that, there was no more apparent car crash scene. (sighs) Was the driver going to be let off the hook? That he was. 
After some laughing, joking about not going to jail, and kudos for looking out, Lime Green and Hoodie drive off, leaving the driver with his ruined vehicle and a sense of what some might call sheer dumb luck. Now, question for the audience. Would you consider what Lime Green and Hoodie did as negligent? I know I did. What would have stopped the disheveled driver from getting back in the car and attempting to drive off after they left, still inebriated or high or intoxicated or whatever he was? Had the driver, God forbid, already hit somebody nearby before crashing into the aforementioned pole? We'll never know. Will this close call serve as a lesson for the driver not to do this again? Or would he forget the ordeal and look forward to doing it again next weekend? Hmm. I had already made my decision to mind my business and not do anything, so I closed my blinds and I returned to my affairs, contemplating on whether or not I did the right thing. But in the near distance, I hear a police siren. Uh Uh-oh. Then I see police lights. Uh Uh-oh. Up I go again. (laughs) Back to the window. Blinds are bent. I see a police car approaching, 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 and then passing the scene of the crash. The car parked where Lime Green left it, but the driver gone, leaving behind a ruined car and a dented pole as a parting gift, with only me to remember what happened on that eventful Wednesday night. So this happened a while ago, but I'm reminded of it every time I'm leaving work because I see the lady in her scam of a business. <laughs> I kid. Can you believe I got scammed again in the name of Scamming Samson? If you don't know who Scamming Samson is, go back to season one. <laughs> when will I learn? When will I learn? Okay. But in actuality, I wouldn't consider this a scam, but more so just an observation and a lesson learned. Yes, I was burned, but I called the lesson learned. Mistake overturned, so I called it a lesson learned. My soul has returned, so I called it a lesson learned. Oh, a lesson learned. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, on with the story. So I work in an affluent part of New York City. And I often get off work late at night. Most food places are closing, if not closed. And, you know, usually I probably don't have much to eat at home, depending. So in my two years or so of living in New York, I've never had street meat. At least none that hasn't been verified by Good Yelp reviews, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Street meat, as I'm sure most of you know, is a term for the food trucks, well, food carts, that serve tourists and locals alike. Different meats, kebabs, hot dogs, beverages, you know, you get the point. For a rather quick, efficient, and inexpensive price. Or so I thought. (laughs) Anyways, one day after getting off of work, realizing all I had at home to eat was some oatmeal and water. Don't knock a good oatmeal, but you know, tonight was not (laughs) the night for that. (laughs) Or another pricey DoorDash. I decided tonight was a night. I test the strength of my digestive system. So, you know, out of the five street meat carts, you know, outside of the train station, I go to the lady-operated one because, you know, feminist. And I place my order, a Philly cheesesteak, what the hell was I thinking, and a chicken kebab. Mm. Mind you, the prices aren't listed anywhere, but I'm sure it wouldn't be more than $10. The food is being cooked out of the cart on wheels. She makes the food, packages it, and then I ask, how much? She fixes her lips to tell me 20 
$25. Say with me now, $25. Viente cinco. Adios mio, papi. <laughs> Go <for> shut up. <laughs> I'm taking a little back. But I'm not the one to argue over the cost of some things, not at a restaurant, not at a bar, not even at a food cart. I give her the money and I head home. As I begrudgingly eat my kebab on my walk home, mm, some good chicken, <laughs> and I chew furiously at the cost of the food, you know, I start to get more irritated because what was the breakdown? One chicken kebab with five pieces of chicken and one measly sandwich for $25. Clearly, I got scammed. Clearly, she deduced I was not familiar with treat me operations. She assumed because of the area I worked in that I had it like that. So she decided to scam your lovely host of thoughts aloud out of his hard earned money. When will I learn? When will I learn? Since then, I've reflected and realized, you know, money comes and money goes. Though it wasn't right. It made me realize when wrongs, all you can do is learn from it and decide differently next time. Since then, even at my hungriest, even though the kebab was good, even when the smell and the smoke of street meat slaps me in my face, I just laugh, amused, and keep it moving. You had my business once, hell, could have had it many times thereafter. The boy likes to eat. But instead of having a regular patron of your cart on wheels... <laughs> making surely past $25 after a couple of my visits. You get only that $25 and nothing more. So, <laughs> if I say this one more time. So, this next story I find amusing, but also worrisome. Amusing to me, worrisome for society as a whole. I was on my way to work, taking a train out of Brooklyn into Manhattan, but alas, the city trains are going to do what the city trains are going to do. I won't stop away from my house when a voice comes on saying, I don't even remember exactly, but basically there was no power somewhere and there will be no trains leaving out of Brooklyn as of this moment, and everyone had to depart the train. Chaos ensued. Imagine your city's rush hour, but like 10 times worse because there is confusion, COVID, and stupidity. It was hot, it was crowded, and I had to get out. So I make a beeline for the exit, as do the others that have common sense, instead of trying to argue with the MTA and standing around being stupid. As I make my way to the exit, a man brushes past me as if we're all not trying to get out the same way, but, you know, New York. So I think nothing of it. This man continues doing the same thing to everyone else, like he's the only one that had somewhere to be. Most people scoffing and keeping it moving. Now, I said most because the man brushes past pretty aggressively past this one man, and men being men, a fight breaks out, and who's there front row to witness it? Thoughts aloud, news anchor, Kofi man at your service. <laughs> now, when I say fight, think along the lines of middle school boys when they're both circling each other, taunting, but no one wants to make the first move because pussy. Now, these men are like right in my way, and I'm trying to move around them, but I can't. So as they fight, quote unquote, and argue, and move towards the exit, I follow. A moving fight of words and expletives with occasional close call. And before I continue with this story, it's just funny to me. And the part that's amusing and also worrisome is just in the event of like an actual catastrophe, like I'm thinking like, you know, the movie 2012, the day after tomorrow, where like the weather is like fucking shit up everywhere. Or like, I don't even know, zombies, whatever. I just know people are not going to act right 
in any sense of the word. Like, they're just going to be so stupid and chaotic and not logical thinkers. So I just know it's going to be a shit show. Like, if literally just a train being, like, delayed or whatever caused what's about to happen right now, I just know we are done for. Now, where was I? So the men continue to, you know, beat their chests at each other, cursing at each other, you know, being stupid. And this is where I said, hold up, hold up. I know I signed up to be a news anchor for Thoughts Aloud, but I didn't sign up to be in the line of fire. The original man, the aggressor, the one that was pushing past people, is now repeatedly reaching for something by his waist, as if deciding whether or not to do what he's about to do next. Or to just scare the other man, I don't know. Mind you, the other man is not alert to the aggressor's actions, so he's still arguing, you know, cursing at the aggressor, just doing the most. In my head, I'm like, sir, you are uh, about two seconds away from something bad happening, and I need to get the hell out of here. Eventually, the aggressor pulls out the thing he was hinting at, and it was... It was a box cutter. An army knife. Something of the sort. You know, those crazy whites love their hunting knives, child. Now... <laughs> Not on this hot, crowded, COVID-filled platform. Not like... Mind you, this is all happening in the span of like two to three minutes. In my head, I'm like, am I really about to see someone get stabbed over nonsense? Me and this girl next to me were like, they're doing too much. We were slightly laughing, but also we were like, we need to move out of the, you know, stabbing range of this crazy man. (laughs) I don't know what finally ended the altercation. Maybe because we were nearing the exit, but the aggressor withdrew and left. The other man, you know, falling behind him, whatever, still mumbling on his breath. And the craziest part is, I don't think the other man even knew that the aggressor had a knife and how close he was to things ending possibly horribly. <sighs> I've never been a confrontational person because, you know, why? Who has the energy? But also, you know, you just never know where someone else's mind is at, what they have or what they'll do. So I'd rather just let things, you know, be, you know. The best I can. I just, you know, I just, it's never that serious, you know? Of course, there's exceptions. Best believe Kofi will bop, bop, bop. <laughs> No, jokes, jokes. No, I'm not joking. No, I am. <laughs> Anyways, eventually, I made it back above ground to join the living. Sun beating on my face. Fresh air in tow. To tackle my next hurdle. How the hell was I going to get to work? I'm a storyteller of sorts. (laughs) At least I like to think so. Different genres, mostly nonfiction. But today I wanted to bring you some fiction. You know, a little (laughs) make-believe. So here is a three-part fictional story of a girl named Patrice. Enjoy. So I live in Seattle, Washington. And one day I had to go to Home Depot to get something for my apartment. Because this girl knows her way around a toolbox. Google Maps said it was a 20-minute walk, so I decided to get some exercise. Hell, I know I needed it. (laughs) It was a gloomy day, so I brought my umbrella just in case it started raining. And that it did. Downpour. Wet from head to toe. I get to Home Depot, get what I need, and leave. Now, at first, I thought to myself, should I call a lift and make this 20-minute walk a 5-minute drive? But after looking at the pricing, it said $43. What? No, ma'am. I'm already wet from getting here. What's a little more water? So I pulled out my umbrella and began my walk back. And this is where it gets interesting. I reach a street corner, and as I wait for the signal to walk, 
Just for a moment, this guy and I make passing glances at each other as he walks by me to what I soon realize is his car. Older, attractive, tall, you know, the good stuff. The car was nice too. I give one final glance and then I turn back around. Not one moment later, I hear him say, hey, you need a ride? Now, a few things are going through my head when I heard him say that. I've watched my fair share of true crime. This is like serial killer 101. But at this point in my life, with everything that I had going on in my life, global warming, the world being the way it was in general, if this was going to be my time to go, then so be it. Also, the rain and wind was beating my ass as well as my umbrellas. So I acknowledged his question, approached him and his car, and I jokingly, with a tinge of awkwardness, said, Are you going to kill me? And he smiled the most perfect smile and laughed (laughs) while keeping eye contact and said, No, I just see you're really wet. We looked at each other for a moment, almost like we were testing each other. He was not holding an umbrella, so he was getting as wet as me as he looked at me, kind of like in the movie The Notebook. Well, that was good enough for me, so I said, Well, in that case, I would love a ride. Thank you. I got in, he looked me over as I did him, and we drove off into the rainy Sunday afternoon. I seek you out, flay you alive. One more word and you won't survive. Continuing with the theme of season three, it is song of the week time. Now, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I love a sad song, a breakup song, a lonely song. Give it to me. (laughs) This week's song is a bit of all that, a breakup song of sorts, and though I've never had my heart broken. Wait, am I the heartbreaker? Ooh, am I? Is it me, Jesus? I eat the hearts of my past lovers. <laughs> jokes, jokes. I'm in a silly mood today. You know, come on, jokes. All right. <laughs> but here is Meant to Be by Burr and Charlie Orion. It's hard to leave us in the past. But birth is just a lot to ask. We're meant to be just not meant to last. We were meant to be just not made to last. We were meant to be. Listeners, I want you to reflect. Is there someone in your life that you're holding on to that you know you need to let go of? It's time. It's for the best. And, you know, Christmas is around the corner. (laughs) Don't waste your money now. Don't waste your money. (laughs) I want you to be lonely just like me. (laughs) But that was this week's Song of the Week, Meant to Be by Burr and Charlie Orion. Sometimes you just have to get back on the horse to realize you still know how to ride. Like that, that's an original quote for me. <laughs> or something like that. But anyways, coming up, I'll be doing some more advice letters because I'm so good at it, said no one ever. And some Am I the Assholes, you know, the story of the first time of me smoking dope, pot, ganja. <laughs> and the story of a friend from years past. I hope you had a spooky October and I wish you all a great start to your November. I will be back sooner than you think this time. Hopefully. Hopefully, child. All you can do is hope in this world. That's all we have left. Amen.
<laughs> but until then, be well. Thank you for listening as always. And goodbye.